Welcome back to another episode of the Virtual Sessions presented by the DJ Sessions. I'm your host, Darren, and right now I'm sitting in the virtual studios in Seattle, Washington with none other than Elliot and Olivia, although you know, always get that backwards. <laughs> right, there we go. From LA, LA and Boston coming in from Sonic Impact, the podcast series. How are you two doing this afternoon? Doing, doing well. Thank you for having us. Thanks, Darren. We're doing great. We're excited to be here and talk about our podcast that uh, you've discovered. Yeah. Now tell our DJ Sessions viewers a little bit about Sonic Impact. What is the premise? What, what's the main reason about it? What yeah, the, the premise is pretty clean. It's basically one guest comes on per episode and they tell about their life journey with an artist, basically the impact that one artist had on their life. It usually starts at a young age. They start with sort of that moment when they were 15 or 10 or 17 and the impact that that moment had and then how it stayed with them and sort of it affected their whole life. And it often ends in a either a meeting with the artist, uh, working with the artist, or just some life-changing event. And so what, the way we sort of looked at it was uh, Olivia and I, who Olivia obviously is my my daughter and uh, who's, who's a terrific young music fanatic like myself, although I'm not young, but she's, she takes that part. And we just thought that was an interesting hook to have a father-daughter combo. You don't see that much or hear that much. And we set up the podcast with sort of our current sonic impacts that we're having. We set up the guests and the artists, and then we let, uh, you know, I, I sort of take these very curated and produced discussions with these with these guests and um yeah and i think that everybody can relate to the idea that an artist who you know anybody who loves music can relate to one artist who just changed their life and maybe actually set them on a path that they wouldn't have been on if they hadn't discovered that artist so we try to really find excellent stories it's not sort of general interviews about you know i love this artist i went to a concert they really you know there's a tipping point and it changed their life forever you know, that's very interesting because I remember when we first started our show, the DJ sessions, we were in one of our first studios uh, in downtown Seattle. And it was in this kind of basement of um, it was at a kind of a notable place called the OK Hotel, where a lot of bands got their first start, like Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains. But they since then converted into condominiums and the, the OK Hotel part of it went away. But there were practice band rooms downstairs. And uh, somebody who became a friend of mine later in life after this incident was walking by our studio this one time when we were doing one of our shows. And we happened to have a DJ in the studio by the name of Darude. And Darude's really big. He has a big hip and uh, has a song called Sandstorm. Everyone knows this. If you hear Sandstorm, you, you probably go, oh, I know that song. And anyways, she's walking by the studio and she sees him in the studio. And she stops and she's like, she didn't want to interrupt production or anything, but she's like, and like somebody, she got somebody's attention. So she, she comes over, she talks to me, she says, is it okay if I say hi to him? And I'm like, yeah, come in. And she says hi to him. She talks to him. And later on, after we became friends, she told me the story about how much Darude had changed her life because she was in a very down and out place one night, like really down and out, like almost getting ready to commit suicide. And one of his songs came on the TV and she heard it and it, brought her up and lifted her up so much it literally changed her life around and to be just walking through this hallway in this downstairs basement kind of studio space and seeing Darude in the studio you know and being able to say thank you I, I never heard the conversation she had with him but she later told me that that's what she was saying to him and then we became friends it was just kind of 
serendipitous. It sounds like those are those kind of moments that you're looking for, for Sonic Impact. You know, what's really interesting about it, every episode we did is very different from the other. I mean, literally not one is the same. And that's what I, you know, that's what we loved about it. So it is, you know, one key artist. So, you know, and they range the gamut. um, And we just sort of, you know, we found sort of 10 great stories we loved and did them. But I think what happens is it's all that moment you, you, you find them, the impact of what that that the music and the artist had on you and then how it stayed with you for the rest of your life we had a story of a of a guy you know literally who did a lip syncing contest in the 80s um of playing boy george you know who was sort of a big iconic gay figure and our guest didn't even know that he was gay but ended up doing this and through that lip syncing moment eventually be you know realized oh I, I I've discovered that I that I realized I'm gay and then ends up meeting boy George and tells him the story and so there's just this great beautiful human honest you know story of um of discovery and then this impact and I think all the stories if you listen to it you'll get something out of it you'll relate to it I think everybody has some most people don't have the epicness of these stories. I think everybody has like artists they love and have infected them, but not like to the point where it changed their life and it led them on a path. And I think that's sort of what makes this unique. Now, you didn't start off as a podcaster. You started off in in television as a TV producer. Um, How long have you been doing that for? And and was the transition for you easy to make it from TV to internet distribution? Well, let me just tell you quickly, I have a 30 year plus career as a television producer and executive, and I still am a television uh, producer. So I got to freeze. Oh, shit. (laughs) No, you're good. You're good. Keep going. All right. So I've been a TV producer and executive for over 30 years, and I still am. This was a side gig, if you will, side hobby and a passion. And it really happened because during COVID, everyone was home and had a lot of downtime. And I thought, I'd like to do something creative that's not what I do. It's out of my comfort zone. And this idea hit me one night. It's a long story. I won't bore you all the details. But I thought, hey, I wonder if there's an idea in this, a, a podcast idea I don't know anything about hosting. I don't know anything about podcasting. I don't know how to produce this. I don't know how to distribute it, nothing. And I just sort of decided to dive in and try it because I knew you can do it in your house and I'll figure it out. And because I'm a storyteller as a in my career, I knew that I could tell great stories. I just have to figure out how to tell them. So I, you know, from there, I went to friends, went to people in the industry, uh, people who I knew were music fanatics who, who had had these experiences. And I really curated those stories. I said, you know, do you have a story that's going to sustain 20 minutes? It can't just be, I went to a concert, I loved it, and I love Prince, and I love. I bought all of his albums. It really had to, either you had to meet the person, or you had to work with them, or you had to go on a journey with them in their life. Mm-hmm. So that was sort of the impetus for it. And then I was going to do it with a friend of mine who's another older white guy who loves music, and he dropped out on me, and I I had this brainstorm and I, one moment, and I just said, what about Olivia? What about my daughter? Like she loves music. She loves to talk about it. We bond over it. And what a great thing to do together. And so I'll I'll let Olivia talk about how she came into it. But I just thought that was so cool. She had never done anything like this either. I didn't know if she could do it. Uh, We didn't know if if this thing was going to work. And so I think we're sort of shocked that 
people have liked it as much as they have. And we found a format that works, but Olivia can tell you how she came into it. Yeah. I was going to say, Olivia, how did you, how did you get roped into it? He kind of gave the precursor, but tell us about your involvement with the show and, and, and what you do and your passion behind everything. Yeah, definitely. I don't, rem- I think I had known about your idea for this podcast once you told me about it. Um, but it was very early in the process. I remember I was on the T, which is the Boston subway and you called me and was like, I have a proposition for you. I was like, I have no idea what this is going to be at all. Um, but okay. And then he presented it and was like, my, my partner dropped out. Would you want to do this with me? And I was like, be your, your co-host. Like, okay, sure. Like I didn't even think twice. Um, I'm, so I'm a student at Emerson. I'm going to be a senior. Um, so I, I study film. So I'm interested in media in all its forms, storytelling and music. Like, I music is like almost bigger of a passion of mine than movies. Um, I was always my dream job. I will to this day say is to be a rock star, but um, being a filmmaker seemed a little bit more practical, a little bit of an easier path. Um, But I still like music is so important to me and I, I, it's going to be in my life in many forms, like forever. Um, So I play music. My dad plays a lot of music and he always tried to teach me growing up, but I just, I wouldn't stick with it. I don't know. It's really easy to like get frustrated at your parent when they're your music teacher. Um, but it took me going away for the summer to camp. I was a counselor at camp and that's when a friend of mine taught me how to play guitar. So I was uh, 17. So I've been practicing ever since, started writing some of my own songs. I go to concerts like at least once a month. Like I just have to, especially after COVID. Um, like COVID happened, happened as I was like, be- I was a freshman in college. So I was like, oh, I can go to concerts on my own now. Like I can buy a ticket like that. I was discovering that right when I couldn't go anymore. So afterwards I was like, boom, 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 sign me up. Um, and it's just, it's like just one of my favorite parts of living. It brings me the most joy. So doing this podcast has been really amazing. I've gotten to learn a lot of older music that I didn't know and just hear some really phenomenal and inspiring stories. You know, it's, it's funny when I first started this mission of going out and wanting to go to college and start go to college to get a business degree to learn how to run a production, run a company, so I could run a production company to produce my first television show. I found out that once I called myself a producer, I started getting a lot of pitches, uh, everyone telling me their ideas of what they thought a great television show would be and what I should do. And I made a rule that I don't take verbal pitches. I tell you, there's a rule. If you can write it down in a paragraph, put it on a piece of paper, I will spend time with somebody to do it. Even my mom came to me at one point and pitched me a show saying, you should do a show about pets. You should do a show about dogs. It'd be so cute. I say, mom, no verbal pitches. You write a paragraph about it. I promise I'll sit down and talk with you about it. But it sounded like you kind of had a reverse on that where the parent was pitching the child. <laughs> instead of the, yeah. I mean, you're... You had the idea over there, Elliot, and, and then you pitched her to be part of the show as, as if it was the other way around, where my the mom was going to pitch me to do the show that she wanted to have done. Yeah, I mean, the beauty of this whole thing is it, it all was very organic. It wasn't really well thought out because I had no expectations of what it was going to be. I mean, I, I've spent years you know, in networks and production companies doing big television shows, and there's a whole process to that. It was so wonderful to not have any network notes, to have no one telling me, oh, I don't think you should book that guest. I think you should cut it this way. The artwork isn't right. We did it. You know, I bounced it off Olivia and she'd go, yeah, I think that's great. Or I would check tweak this. 
And and I found, you know, you'll appreciate this as, as someone who does podcasting. You know, I started basically, I asked a, a really well-known uh, television executive named Doug Herzog, who's the one, he ran MTV and Comedy Central for years. And I just knew his music love. And I just literally reached out to him and I said, hey, Doug, would you do an interview for me? I want to try out this podcast. And he was cool enough to do it. But when I did it, I did like an hour interview and I listened to it and I was like, yeah, it's cool. But like, it's too much. It's There's too much just talking and there's no form. That's when I came to it. I'm going to pull out all the crap and tighten this thing. And I think a 15 minute interview is, you know, it turned, it went from not being an interview. It went to being a really a story and me not really hosting, but helping the story to, you know, it's from, from sort of beginning, middle and end and have an, have an arc to it. And that's when I realized what the idea was. And then I realized, well, it needs a setup, like it needs a context. And, and then I thought, well, that's when I need a co-host. We can set it up, talk about it. And then after it's over, we can sort of do the deep dive after. That's how the format happened. But what I realized is to edit these things, it takes weeks like every um, eh, lead, like the, and then you listen, you're like, oh no, I got to redo it. So it, it really was, took two years to do these 10 episodes. No joke. Like it took uh, a lot of time. I didn't just sort of like record it with a crappy mic and, you know, put it on the air. We, uh, you know, cause I'm a professional as a television producer. <laughs> I looked at it as a professional show, the way we promoted it, the way we teased it, the way we added music, all these things. So we're really proud of it. And um, and and honestly, the secret sauce for a lot of people and myself is Olivia. Like people go, it's funny because she goes, I hate my voice. I'm not very good. And everyone's like, Olivia, you're great. Really great. If you've listened to the podcast, people are shocked that she's 20, that she's that articulate and that we have this, you know, we have this natural chemistry. But I think she sort of was the last added piece that gave it something really unique. So I give her props. Oh, thank you. You know, it, it takes me back to, I was never supposed to be hosting my own television series. I was supposed to be exact behind the scenes, pulling the purse strings, making all the production, making all that happen. And I remember that there's that saying, the show must go on. And this is somewhere in 2005, 2006-ish. I said, okay, the show must go on. I need somebody to host this. So I grabbed one of the kids that I was working with at the Apple store who uh, was made some short films and stuff. And sorry, I live on one of the last worst street corners in downtown Seattle. If you're hearing that siren go by, we can talk about that another time. That's a show in itself called third and crime, uh, but we won't go into that now. Um, but anyways, I did, I picked up the mic and we were doing this rooftop shot. I had it all set up and I did 64 takes on a 30 second intro. And then I stopped counting and probably did another 20 to 30 takes. Cause I, Cause I wanted to have that right, breath i want to have that right moment i want to just hit the mark right on and you know then i realized I, I probably should have a script for this i was working off a script but kind of just over time have organically let the flow go and i think podcasting allowed i was putting so much pressure on myself from a broadcast perspective it has to be perfect it has to be perfect whereas in podcasting land it's like no it doesn't you know there's a lot of room here to be you know to have forgiveness and um you know, we were starting out with gear and I tell people now, hey, it's just you have an idea for a podcast, just find your subject matter, you know, research, know what you're going to talk about. Find out if there's already 5,000 podcasts on the same subject. Maybe yeah. if there is, dial it down a little bit. And like I use, I just pulled it out of my head is I think like fly fishing. 
Okay, you can talk about fly fishing, but there's so many different, probably different types of fly fish you could talk about and talk about those kind of, or make a subject matter of like 12 shows and lay them out. But Ellie, you and I know that we're going to pre-production the hell out of this crap. Here we go. But sometimes I just now, I kind of just still, now I just kind of run and gun it with a live series. And I like that real aspect now of lights, camera, action. It's on, but you're live. There's no cuts. There's no takes. We get it all in one and, that's it. It's in the can. I mean, I uh, wish I could say ours was just one and gone. We did a lot of editing and, and because, you know, we're no, we've never done it before. And we really yeah. didn't want to bore people. And Olivia and I wanted to, you know, there's no reason to have all for us, all that sort of extra stuff. But I think what's, you know, I think what we're most proud of is we did it on our own. We had minimal help, you know, nobody really paid for it. Um, and we, you know, we designed the artwork, we designed, we're figure out what the music should be, how we're going to do the teases, promoted it every week. And at the end of the day, they're just great stories. And for any music lover, for any person who has been to, you know, incredible concerts, incredible record collections, and it, music speaks to you in a different way, everybody can relate to it. And, uh, and I think these artists, you know, they don't realize sometimes the impact they have on us. And that's, you know, unfortunately, we didn't get to talk to the artists, but it's not it's not what this is about. It's really about the people, the effect that people had. That and you had. mentioned you mentioned earlier that it, it's 10 episodes that you have right now. It took you almost two years to produce. Are you in production right now? Is that season one? And now you're looking to do in season two or what's the future of the podcast? Where is it going? Well, a lot will depend. There's a lot of factors in that. Um, you know, I have a busy job. Olivia's got a busy life. Uh, you know, these these episodes, I think there's a lot um, to dive into with them. So, you know, I think they'll, there's plenty to listen to for a while. Our goal is to definitely do a second season. It just takes a long time. We have to, you know, find the right story. You can't just put anybody on with any story. You have to, you know, take the time to edit. We've gotten better and I've learned how to edit. Olivia knows now how to do her job, um, you know, really well. So I think moving forward, we know, I mean, part of it is developing, as you know, developing a show, developing a format, finding your way, doing these interviews and going, okay, what's the right length and all this. That took time. And, you know, we weren't getting paid for it. So it wasn't like we were doing it every day, you know, from, from 10 to <laughs> seven, we would come in and out. I'd, I'd edit at, you know, midnight for a couple of hours. So Olivia and I would have to find time. She was in Boston at school. Well, when can we do our, our wraps? So yes, our goal is to do, you know, do more. And we think we've, we've hit on something really cool. So if you have great stories with a great artist, we, we love to hear them. Yeah. I, I can totally relate to that. Uh, our original concept of the show was that I would, have DJs come on and play, but I would interview them for about five minutes before, let them play for 50 minutes and then interview them for like a, a post roll and do rinse, wash, repeat for four hours. And then I broke away from that and said, nope, it's just going to be about the music. I'm not doing interviews anymore. Now I've come back and we just, we have the music, but now we have a whole nother live interview series that they come on and we interview them live and then we get exclusive mixes from them. And then also invite them to come play on the show live when they're here in one of our locations, whether it's um, Seattle or Phoenix. And, um, you know, it's it's kind of like you said, it more it changes. And it, the thing I love about it is being a podcast or an independent series, no one's pulling the strings. Yeah. I get to control that format. If I all of a sudden say, I want to start a new series right now. I mean, technically, the DJ sessions has the mobile sessions, the rooftop sessions, the cab sessions, the silent concert sessions. 
um, seven B's brunch series sessions, <laughs> live interview sessions, secret sessions, state of the industry sessions. These are all like nine different branches of shows that I put under the umbrella of the DJ sessions. Because if I come up with an idea, I want to I want to be able to move with it. I want to move as fast as I want to move. Or right. as slow as I want to move. If I want to take a break from all this, I'm like I'm not doing anything for two months. Well, you know? I, when I got when I first started, I, I talked to a few companies about you know backing us, and a guy said to me, "Why do you want to do this?" And he said, "Do you want do you want to get rich?" I said, "No." Do you want to be famous from it? No. Do you want to make like boost your career? No. He goes, "Okay, then you should do it," because. If you don't have any expectations and you're not have some big goal that you want something out of this, that was never my, honestly the only reason to do it is because I love storytelling. I love music. I thought it'd be really cool to hear people's great stories of this, of how artists have impacted them. And I love the idea of doing it with my daughter. And, you know, in retro moving forward, Olivia and I've talked about I'd love her to do more interviews. I'd love her to tell younger artists. That's sort of that's the other thing is that you can get in this many ways if you're a younger person you hear olivia's perspective and you're like oh yeah i didn't know about who you know the rolling stones were but that's cool to learn about and she gives you that information at the beginning of the episode of who keith richards is and what was going on at this time and you know those kind of things and then if you're an older you know music lover you can hear olivia's perspective about a concert she went to that week that we wouldn't know who rex orange county is maybe is but she tells that story and we connect on it you know and so there's there's many ways into this, and you know I'll let Olivia talk about you know her goals for the future. But I think that's the beauty of why having a father daughter generational male female it's like opposites. Yeah, Olivia, what has been your experience like doing this podcast series and and jumping into entertainment? I mean, you know you you have a show now. You're part of a show. You have viewers. You have subscribers. You have people listening to you. And you didn't have to go on a casting call or get an agent to make the. Well, I guess your dad could be kind of your agent, but you know he's the pit. He's the exec of the show. But what has that experience been like for you? Yeah, it's been kind of mind blowing because like from that first ride on the subway where I was like, yeah, sure, it's felt pretty casual. It's like okay, like I knew it was a podcast, but it was like I'm just talking to my dad about these stories that he recorded. And I think when it really hit me was when we published the first episode, or maybe it was the trailer that we published. And I was like, wait, like Spotify, like where I get my podcast, like it's there. And it was just kind of like, wow, like I, I'm, we made this. And to do it so easily, like obviously we, we talked, it wasn't easy, but like in terms of, like you said, no cast, like it just, I just got to be me. I just got to talk into a mic and put something out there. And like my dad has said zero expectations, but like, the other thing about it that has really blown my mind is that we have listeners like all over the world. I think like it's like U.S., Canada and Iraq for like the top three. I'm just like, what? How did like that? That's so just I can't believe people are listening to my voice in all these places. And it's just I have I have my issues with the technology and the society that we live in. And like but overall, like this part of it, being able to publish media from your bedroom is pretty phenomenal and this is my like I've made small little film projects in school and whatnot but like this is my first piece of media in the world that I've created and I was like oh, I could put this on my resume like this is an actual thing I've I've done and and she's really good fun. at it and if you listen to it I'm not saying that because my dad a lot of people reached out and said Olivia is really good at this she's very smart 
very articulate as you can hear, very poised. And she does the research on these artists. She like didn't know anything about who Elvis Costello was. And she went to, well, Elvis Costello in 1977 was this guy, you know, and he was working in a factory and I'm learning things from her and the audience is learning things from her. And then she's learning things from these stories. And after she's like, she reacts in real time. She said, God, I love when she talks about how, you know, Elvis and her met at this, uh, you know, I, it's just been like for a Look, a lot of kids don't even want to be around their parents, you know? <laughs> Olivia and I are not that. We love being around each other. We love our time together. And we really, it, it's just a chemistry that you can't make up what we have. Um, so I, I'm thrilled that she's she's been a big part of this. And I have to tell you, if you go listen to Sonic Impact and listen to these each of these stories, it does have this flow each week. We sort of rolled it out as like almost like a television show. Like we didn't just binge them. It's like each week, every Friday, this is Paul McCartney episode. So all the Paul McCartney fans, it ne next week it's it's Bob Marley, and each story is so specific. Like we we tease them as you know. A 15-year-old boy's mom takes him to a Jamaica for this benefit concert. It happens to be Bob Marley. And you're like, what? And then, you know, you get into it. And Olivia and I set it up in this sort of nice way. And she's like, I didn't know Bob Marley was, but he was here. And then all of a sudden, you go on this journey of this Bob Marley story. And then this guy, Doug Herzog, ends up, like, becoming one of the biggest executives in te music television history. You're like, wow. wow. That's a journey. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to take the listeners on a journey. And I guess I'll just, you know, to toot to, to my own horn for a second, because of being a, a television producer and a storyteller for so many years, I just instinctually know sort of like where to take these and what will hopefully suck the audience in and how to like keep them wanting to hear more. And um, so, yeah, I just think we, we, we stumbled upon something that is, I think, really special and and I'm glad people in Iraq are loving it. You know, I think one of the most inspirational things for me that I see is that you have this 30 years of being in the industry, yet you're willing to try something new and take a new direction with it. And also bring your daughter involved in it, who is the you know generation now, and couple that together and, and, and work on that. It's, that is a very... It's very inspirational to me, uh, for one. I mean, if I if I had a child and they wanted to be in a podcast with me, I'd be like, cool, this is awesome. And I could take them and talk about music and concerts and electronic music and and share that. That would that's an awesome that's a that's a pitch and show in itself what you're it's, doing, it, which is amazing. It, it is so gratifying and thank you. And and uh, I, I tell you the thing that I've been most appreciative of and grateful of is to have this experience with Olivia, no matter what happens with, we, this will always be out there. We will always have this memory. Um, and I hope we do a lot more, but you know, this was happening um, during a very uh, challenging time in, in, in our, in her life. And we won't go into all the details of that, but um, it ended up being the perfect time and the perfect place for us to have something really uh, positive mm -hmm. and that, that brought us together and uh, I'm I'm really grateful for that. Yeah, congratulations, you two, on on making this happen. I'm going to subscribe. You all, you out there in DJ Sessions land, should subscribe. Sonic Impact. Where can people find out more information about Sonic Impact? Where do they go to? 
Well, you can go to iTunes. Obviously, it's on every major platform, Spotify, Audible, Amazon, Stitcher, et cetera. Please uh, rate us, you know, review us. That always helps. Um, you can get it on our website, too. It's sonicimpactpod.com. I think, Olivia, is that right? But uh, right? That's it. I think so. Uh, <laughs> we don't use the website that much. We're very novice at this. You know, I mean, it's it's the kind of thing that um, people are finding and that we don't even know how. But uh, yeah, we, we look we look forward to, you know, in the future season to get some, you know, sort of musicians on and, and artists, actors, people who have their own sonic. I mean, to hear like how Dave Grohl was impacted by, you know, who his main impact and then played with them. Those are sort of, I think, the next level that we'd love to get. And I, I just I speak for Olivia, I guess, but I like her to um, bring on some younger artists some female artists, some artists of color just to really break it up. Um, but we know the format. We know the formula now. So uh, Olivia will. I'll pass the torch hopefully soon. <laughs> and Olivia, is there anything you'd like to say to our DJ sessions fans before we let you both go? Sure. Yeah. I first of all, thank you so much for listening. Like I said, it's just mm-hmm. really means a lot that people take the time. Like, there's so much content out there. So if anyone's listening to me doing this interview or then continues to listen to the podcast. Truly, thank you. And I guess I'll just speak a little bit about music and and why it means so much to me and what I hope that this podcast can bring to other people. And I, I feel like music to me is just like connection and it's everything, you know, it's all the emotions of life. And to me, like music and life are sort of like synonymous things. They're just one and the same. And I feel like it just allows you to connect with all of your emotions and connect with artists and other people who like the music or people at a concert, you know, just like connection and listening to these stories. You can connect to the people telling the stories. You can connect to the stories of the artists that they're talking about through their music. And I just hope that people will listen and feel that sort of connection that I felt. I felt connected to my dad doing the podcast, you know, just music, I think brings us all together and brings you closer to yourself. Um, So that's just what I hope I share with the world. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with you more on that. It's, it's like a, the cornerstone of our show. And what what our premise was, was to bring people together through music and kind of heal through music in our own community. Our local community, when I started this, has a local show, which has now kind of gotten to a national and international and bigger show. But it's still about bringing people together through music and sharing that and that story worldwide. Well, thank you both again for coming on the series got to do my signature outro now before we run out of time but thank you again we'll be following up with you here in the future and look forward to having you on the dj sessions again thank you so much for having us it's been You're great welcome thanks Absolutely. dude i hope everybody checks out sonic impact and all the credible artists and guests that we got on we appreciate it thanks absolutely that is sonicimpactpod.com by the way yeah. and on that note don't forget to go to our website the dj sessions.com find us on twitter twitch tiktok meta instagram all out there even roku amazon fire google play and soon to be apple tv hits the dj sessions but all our information is at the dj sessions.com let's see if i get this right that's elliot that's olivia with (laughs) sonic impact podcast series and we'll be seeing you next time on the dj sessions because remember on the dj sessions the music never stops